0: Welcome to the Elite Foundations podcast, how to build an elite foundation physically and mentally to win at life. No theory, just real world results. Your hosts are Dr. Emil, ex-emergency doctor, entrepreneur, and health coach, and myself, Itamar, ex-Israeli special forces, Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and mindset expert. Welcome to today's podcast. Emil will be sharing today a little bit about biohacking, about optimizations and why very few people should be focusing on optimizations. And honestly, on a personal level, I'm hoping to hear him say that most people focus on this because they don't want to focus on the foundations. And it's just a bunch of nonsense to biohacking. but we shall see. <laughs> How are you doing, Emil?
1: <laughs> I am very well. And don't hold back on your opinions uh, there, Itava. All right. I know you feel strongly about this. I just, I just don't
0: like people not trying to find a way to not do what is true to not do the foundational things that actually make a difference. And then because it has a name, a label like biohacking, they give themselves permission to bullshit around it. But that's just my personal opinion.
1: I I mean, let's be fair. This is why we started this podcast, because we wanted to lay down the foundations for physical and mental health, which is the absolute core for winning at life, the non-negotiable. And then we wanted to give real-world examples of how people apply these foundations to win at life um, and perhaps inspire others that skating around on the shallow surface level bullshit is probably not the best idea and is just a distraction from doing the real work. A hundred percent. So who are you gonna be talking about today? I'm excited to hear about this. So we'll call this guy Dave. He might be our second or third Dave, (laughs) but this is a different Dave. just cycling like two names and he he came to me and very very typically wanted to lose body fat build muscle sustain it long term you know the initial story is very similar um but it then kind of differentiates from there and the kind of the stark uh the, the biggest part of this story that i'm going to kind of talk about and bring up is kind of two levels of optimization. And actually, this guy is probably the only guy, really, myself included, who is allowed to optimize to the to the next level. Um, and I'll explain why I mean that as we go. So first off, I suppose, I'll briefly just explain how you know, my process works and how the first level of optimization works. Then I'll give you Dave's story and then we'll kind of go from there. So in the Health Evolved Academy, where we help um, entrepreneurs do that, build muscle, lose fat, sustain Mm -hmm. it long term, we have a four-step process which guides people to, to that outcome. Uh, I'll go through the four stages super quickly. The first stage is develop a physiological blueprint, which is just the minimum viable intervention, which allows you to start moving towards your goal. So this is the absolute minimum, according to the laws of physics, that will start you moving in the right direction with absolutely zero optimization stripped back to the basics. The beauty of this is it allows you to define what needs to happen as a bare minimum, regardless of travel, regardless of business, regardless of social occasions, regardless of anything else. And once this is labeled in stark definition, you are now empowered to make a choice whether you want to stick to it or not. These are the rules of of the universe. And once they're available to you, you can no longer claim ignorance, right? So if you stick... Sorry, if I may, it's interesting.
0: I do a similar thing with with my guys as far as their mindset i just call it setting the standard like this is the reality this is what we're trying to get to now you know what you need to do you sorry you know what you need to accomplish
1: now it's up to you whether you're going to do that or not exactly exactly so so these this is the absolute fundamental basically and once you've established this and i don't pull this out of my butt we collect data and we observe it happening and and you know, there, there's no... I'm, I'm empowering people to understand this and to know about this. This is now theirs. They know this for the rest of their life. Once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So you could achieve 80%, 90% of your goals just following this this raw baseline. Um And I, I use this analogy. I call it base camp. So once you're at base camp, you never go below base camp. You can kind of venture out into level two, which is optimization, but you can never go below base camp. Base camp is just where you stay. So then that's stage one, physiological blueprint. Stage two is what I call optimize for success. And optimize for success is where you, you, you've got base camp and now you integrate base camp into your lifestyle. So you make it easier to stick to, even easier than these just fundamental laws. So what we optimize for at this level is satiety, being full, enjoyment, so you enjoy the process, and energy levels, so you can function. So we've got the basic laws, and then we're optimising it for sustainability, essentially. So you can make progress from the start, and now you can make progress long-term, because it just gets easier over time. So that's level two. Level three is developing resilience. Developing resilience is uh, events occurring in life, whether that's travel, business, uh, social occasions, emotional events, stress, whatever else experiencing them seeing how it feels when shit hits the fan seeing what actually happens and then figuring out a plan for next time it happens and over a process of events you get better and better at it you develop resilience so not only do you have the basic laws of physics now the basics to make it work you've optimized for success long term and now you're figuring out how to deal with the bumps that come with life so basically you're basically, testing it against the real world and then debriefing what's gone well exactly. what hasn't and then learning Exactly, Yeah. Exactly. and this is where every other program fails because they have zero resilience. They're like, you either do this, and if you don't, you'll fail. What do you mean by that? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not not following. What do you mean by that? Because
0: I'm not not aware of
1: of other programs, so to speak, and all that, so bring me in a little bit. so, So other programs are super rigid. So they might be right. You need to eat six meals a day of protein and chicken, and you need to train for 45 minutes twice a day. And then you go on vacation and you're like, well, I can't do this. So there's no, it's black or white. You're on or off. You're either winning or you're losing. Mm. Whereas resilience is the shades of gray. Or it's like keto. You cut out carbs entirely. There's no negotiation. And then you go on vacation or at a conference and you eat some carbs or have a drink, some alcohol. And then again, there's no resilience. You're just, you're not developing anything. You're either switched on or you're switched off. So there's no progress. There's no incremental progress. does that make
0: sense it does it's interesting i I wouldn't have thought of the word resilience i would have thought of the word sophistication like it's uh, the people we usually meet in life that think in terms of black and white there's usually a very low level of sophistication to them they're very they have a very basic understanding of something and that's why they can only see it in black and white it's like when i'm sure when we were younger i definitely had this when i was younger it's all things more in black and white but as you evolve you get a little bit wiser you start to see the gray areas and you're able to play alongside them it's interesting. I wouldn't so say it's crazy, but it's like, it's, it's, yeah, I, get, I totally get what you're saying. Completely get what you're saying.
1: So, so sophistication would be looking at the problem from the view of these flawed uh, paradigms, these flawed plans. Whereas resilience looks at it from the view of my approach, because my approach has a form and then it gets hit and then it kind of reshapes and then it gets hit and then it reshapes. And it, so from the point of view of the process that we're on, you're building resilience over time because you're adding bits to it's the it, process because you're evolving and hence why it's called health evolve Huh? do you like well, that you like correct that? okay correct, cool. <laughs> correct. i may or may not have considered that before All right. So anyway we've got three three out of the four stages physiological blueprints get the basics optimize for success You've got step three, which is develop resilience, and this will get you to your goal. This is an ongoing, lifelong process, but this will get you to your goal. Then stage four is evolution. So you jump the gun a little bit there.
0: Okay.
1: Stage four is evolution, or what I call optimizing for the next level. So there's two different types of optimization: optimizing for success, which is optional, but I recommend, and then optimizing for the next level is basically once you've nailed the foundations and nailed the basics. What's the difference? What's optimizing for success mean? So optimizing for success is optimizing for the initial goal. It's optimizing for hunger, optimizing for enjoyment, optimizing for energy levels. It's optimizing for things which will allow you to do the basics long term, which is why I differentiate and call the next one evolution, because it's getting to the next level. And as I kind of pointed out, most people can reach their wildest dreams in terms of, you know, health and and physical appearance and whatever else, just by nailing these first three levels. Evolution isn't required. Evolution is what people do when they want to become an elite athlete, that kind of thing, right? It's when they have another goal, it's a bigger goal, they've nailed the basics, they want to go to the next level. And this is where I would put things like biohacking. So you've nailed the basics, you've done them consistently long-term, the 80-20, you're getting 80-90 5% of the results just by doing simple things consistently. Now you can start playing with the last 5-10% and see if you can eke out a little bit more if you want to. Most people don't. Most people don't need to. I don't want to. I'm very happy running at 80-20, being at near optimal health for minimal efforts. I'm happy with that. So, that gives a little bit of context as to why I think most people don't want to worry about optimizing to the next level. Well, they shouldn't. Now, they, w- they want to, they shouldn't. Why, why no. they shouldn't. Yeah. And, and why, why they shouldn't, because it actually distracts from hitting these simple basics. You almost think you can jump the first three steps. You can skip sleep if you do all the sleep hacks. You can skip nutrition if you do all the nutrition hacks. You can skip exercise if you use this. 15-minute-a-day band program that gives you 100x <laughs> hypertrophy. Like, ridiculous. So anyway, that's that's roughly how the process looks. Now, Dave, my guy, uh, he came wanting to lose body fat. He was knowledgeable. A lot of people who come to me are. But there was a lot of false optimization, a lot of bullshit, a lot of stuff that needed to be cleared, a lot of stuff that needed to be trimmed. That is baggage from the, from the internet and from the diet industry for many years. So the first step was trimming that, getting him down to his initial goal. I think it was to lose eight kilos, something like that, 15, 16 pounds. And just to add here, he's vegan. He's vegan for uh, optimization reasons not as for, opposed to okay. not for ethical reasons, for health reasons. And I was very clear from the start saying, look for health it's probably not any more optimal than a normal balanced diet. He wanted to go ahead with it. That's absolutely fine. I'm not gonna argue with people's decisions. I just gave him the information that I had very, very clearly. And I said, look, you can do it. You can achieve anything you want as a vegan. It's just more difficult. You're just playing at a harder difficulty setting. Yeah. And when you're starting out, maybe that isn't the best option. You know, Maybe start at a lower setting and then build up over time again base camp before you start looking for next level optimizations but he wanted to go with it i have a question so for you the proce- about yeah. that i'm really interested to hear your opinion on this because when i hear that
0: from my perspective as like a mindset person like that could actually be helpful to him because he feels of a sense of identity like i already am the kind of person who eats this way due to health and being a, associating himself as a vegan because of health purposes, not of because of ethical purposes. Have you seen that in your experience, help people just buy into more things and do the right things?
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, this is basically how the very small minority of people who succeed on keto and carnivore, this is how they succeed because they tie their entire identity to this and it becomes a part of them. So they, they, they do it. They talk about it. It's almost the first thing that comes up in conversation. It's just, it's just it's who like they are, fears. what they do. It's almost like like CrossFitters, yeah. you know, exactly that. So it can work. The problem is for 99.999% of us, we just don't care enough. Mm, the survivor's bias. You know, we're just, people think they're we're so just looking yeah. for an outcome. Exactly. Okay. I mean, I, I joke, look, if you've got keto or carnivore in your name on Instagram, like you'll probably, you'll probably succeed with it because it's totally a part of your identity and everything else. Yeah. If you just want to lose some body fat, it's probably not for you. You know, if you just want to be a bit more healthy, it's probably not the best way of doing it. Yeah. So anyway, I had the, and, I, and look, I, I, it makes no odds to me. Like I've had people who came to me and said they want to do keto. Like I'll lay it bare, my, my views. And if they want to go ahead with it, then that's fine because the specific foods that people eat, I'm less worried about rather than the the psychology and everything else. So he wanted to do it as a vegan. I said, no problem at all. It's going to be a bit harder, but that's fine. And then he started on the process. And and throughout these conversations, he kept asking me super intelligent questions, going super deep into how to optimize his amino acid profile for each meal as a vegan, food timing, uh, training theory, like deep, deep training theory, all this kind of stuff. And I'm happy to engage in these conversations, but all the time I'm bringing it back and saying, look, dude, this is academic. This is, I would say, irrelevant. You need to nail these basics and you need to nail them long-term. And over time, as we got to know each other, I realized that he was nailing the basics. He was crushing the basics. And all this extra stuff that he was talking about, he was starting to incorporate as well. And for most people, this extra stuff will decrease the chance of them hitting the basics. Yeah." because it overcomplicates it, it t- takes up too much bandwidth. And then when uh, shit hits the fan in life, they give up because they're like, this is far too much. I can't account for every single amino acid that I'm eating. This is bullshit. And I'm saying, okay, well, you don't need to do that. But he he was on it. He He understood it was perfect. He balanced it. It was great. He then hit his goal and we moved up into maintenance, which has its own psychological challenges. And then And we're still working together. It's been about 18, 12, 12 months, something like that. And then he started asking me about these weird and wonderful biohacks, things like, you know, red light saunas, ice baths. uh, I can't even think what else, you know, all that kind of stuff. And again, I was kind of like, look, we can talk about these things. There's some evidence anecdotal maybe some science maybe some mechanism but these things are the final couple of percent the final half percent maybe maybe so every one of these things that you add you're adding a layer of complexity you're decreasing your chances of success of doing the basics it's a risk but he is as i said at the beginning probably one of the only guys who is nailing the foundations hitting their goals And then sticking to this for a long time. I mean, look, anyone can do something for six weeks, eight weeks, three months, maybe even six months. But to do it for a year consistently, that's kind of, and and then longer, I've no doubt he's going to do this long term. I have no doubt that that he's absolutely fine in the foundations. He's got them nailed. He now has permission or the option to start experimenting with the, the top few little things that might give him an extra edge he's he's earned permission to do that so
0: let me ask this is really interesting because i would assume that i have nailed in the foundations because that's really kind of my mo so what would be the the checklist so to speak to know if somebody has permission to to go forward how can they know okay i actually have
1: nailed in the foundations and i've conquered base camp so to speak yeah yeah So the the foundations are essentially nutrition, exercise, sleep, and stress. So you need a level of mastery across all those and a level of consistency across all those. And the actual way that you achieve that almost doesn't matter. You know, you could be vegan, you could be doing whatever you want. You could be doing any form of exercise. It doesn't matter. You just need to have a certain level of mastery. And I don't want to go giving hard definitions or rules, but essentially- I just but going to ask you to define ask-
0: mastery first,
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you a rough outline. So exercising regularly, three, four, at least days a week, for long-term, multiple years, so that's exercise, huge benefit to that, huge, huge benefit to that. And ideally not exercising obsessively, not exercising because it's a crutch or it's uh, filling a hole. Yeah. With nutrition, having a, uh, a healthy, balanced diet, which allows you to stay at the body weight that you want to be at um, long-term while being healthy. So again, I don't want to define healthy, but maybe blood markers, maybe disease, healthy body weights things like that. And again, ideally not totally uh, you know, obsessed about food, orthorexia, that kind of thing. With sleep, sleeping seven to eight hours a night, long-term consistently. Um, stress, having a lifestyle, which is not stressful or not that it's not stressful, but you're able to manage the stress in that lifestyle. And again, I, I don't want to define that you meditate every day or any bullshit like that. It's a feeling. It's, it's a thing that you know. Yeah. But put it this way, if you've nailed three and you're hugely stressed all of the time, the impact, the negative impact that has on your health, it, it severely outweighs any random half percent biohack that you're going to try. And actually, that will probably add more stress to your life, which is a net negative. So once you've nailed those four things by whatever standards you deem appropriate for whatever time you think is long enough, then you can start thinking about the next level. And just to kind of bring this to, to, to you know, mention that, you know, even I it's not something that I want to engage in. My exercise is fine, my nutrition is fine, my sleep, sketchy. Most of the time it's pretty good, sometimes it goes to shit. Stress, up and down, burnout multiple times. So for me, there's no benefits in starting to look for half percent or one percent biohacks because they're going to complicate my life and probably add to stress and burnout rather than take away from it. I've got much more gain to be made in figuring out my shit, controlling my stress, managing my workload and lifestyle and getting more consistent long-term sleep. So that's where the weight of my effort should be rather than looking for Weird and wonderful things with one paper from the 1930s, which random influencers <laughs> on the internet are this one weird trick to that and... the
0: military in the 1930s did to
1: conquer Iwo Jima. That you can now it, it, use today. exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's kind of but that's, that's kind question, of the context, though, if I may. Yeah. Because yeah. what
0: you said about stress, and I want to play devil's advocate here a little bit. So, one of yeah. the things that I remember you telling me back in the day, you're like, placebo is an amazing thing. It's an amazing drug. Yeah. We were talking about um, stem cell back in the day. And you are like, placebo is amazing. You're going to inject something that costs that $10,000 into your body. Something's going to happen. And I wonder if when you're talking about stress, if some of these people, because they do their biohacking, they said they go the infrared sauna, like you mentioned. If that placebo of them thinking they're doing something so good for themselves can actually alleviate the stress. And if there's actually a, you know what I mean? If it's a positive
1: because of that. Potentially, for sure and this was the discussion i had with dave as well i said look these things there's pros and cons varying levels of evidence but regardless the placebo is strong and look when you're at your level of optimization and you do something that makes you feel feel 10% better then that's 100% worthwhile
0: what if somebody's not but,
1: at that level of optimization
0: yet but that placebo could still help them what are you, what are your thoughts on that
1: the, the problem is, is it's not just one thing that is often chosen. Mm. It, it's an endless race for the next thing. It's collecting random things. And, and, and the worst part is these things aren't done consistently. You get, you know, it's infrared and then you do that for a bit and then that habit breaks. And then you try something else and then that breaks and you try something else and that breaks. So the issue here is more fundamental than what you're shining on your balls or whatever else. Like the issue here is literally building healthy habits that have a real big impact on your health. I mean, look, meditating for 20 minutes a day has a shitload of evidence and a placebo effect. So start with that. And you get to say that you meditate 20 minutes a day.
0: You get to feel the sense of righteousness, which is
1: great. Exactly. You can post it on Instagram. You can put your little headspace screenshot up. And look, if you want to sit under red light or do whatever else as well as that, You know, be my guest. I'm not saying all of these things are bullshit. I'm not saying none of these things work. I'm just saying prioritize the order in which you approach your health and winning at life. Start with the foundation, start with the fundamentals, nail those. You will get the biggest bang for your buck. And then you can start thinking about next level stuff. And I, you know, I I don't, you know, I, I can imagine people, you know, will get all self righteous and kind of say, well, you know, I've nailed everything and I can do this stuff. Be my guest. Awesome. Awesome. The, the population that comes to see me often don't, obviously don't have, you know, yeah. potentially exercise and nutrition nailed, which is why they come to me. And then once, and, and to be honest, we rarely get to a point where it's so nailed that we can start messing around with optimizations. People get into awesome shape. They build amazing habits. They totally transform their lifestyle, but often they don't want to overcomplicate it. They want to just use a small percentage of their bandwidth and actually shrink that percentage by automating things as habits and then enjoy the rest of their life with their newfound health, newfound aesthetics, newfound whatever it is, and spend the rest of that bandwidth on, you know, having fun, traveling, building businesses, making more money, spending more time with family, all this kind of stuff. I
0: mean, to be clear, that's what you did for me. Like when when I was work, venturing into business I was still living with the kind of habits of a full-time athlete with all these optimizations and complexities and you really helped me figure out okay this is the 80 20 you just need to stop doing these things just do this thing and you still get 80 yeah. of the 80 percent of the result and that has like freed up a tremendous amount of my bandwidth my ability to build the business yeah. and and so on and so on so that was like definitely one thing you really really helped me out with to simplify all that
1: I- I mean that—that's literally it. So as I said at the beginning of this, one of the first things that I do with most people is—is trim and get rid of a lot of the extra bullshit and baggage that's been accumulated over the years, just so we get to this raw, you know, physiological blueprint. Just make it crystal freaking clear, and then you can choose to add the other stuff back in. You're empowered to make that choice. But as I said, most people will still struggle, even with the fundamentals, to stick to those. So you can kind of then see, look, if you're not doing the fundamentals, some of this other stuff is just adding complexity without adding any real benefit, well, let's stick to this. So yeah, that, I, think that, I think that's all I have to say. Cool. Um, I can kind of summarize from my perspective what I've
0: heard there. The reason you have to go through this process of first you know, figuring out your physiological blueprint then optimizing for success, then resiliency, and finally evolution. Even beyond the fact that it's technically correct, it's like you might want to say, Okay, I can do everything though. It's like, but the reality is, most humans can't. And if you have that humility to recognize that you're going to have a human factor here, where if you overload yourself, you're not going to do the sauna for 30 years, but you're going to skip and skip and look for the next thing, and that can take you down a dark spiral, you can say, You know what? I don't want to venture into that yet until I've mastered these things that will give me the biggest bang for my buck, basically. And I think a big part of it is just having that humility to recognize I can't do everything. And I, or I don't need to, or I don't want to. And once you do that, it can really make things simple.
1: Is that Would that be you, accurate? You know what? You've nailed it. The, the humility is key. If you're listening to this and thinking, I can do everything, I'm different, and you haven't achieved it up until now, you can't do everything. It's literally as simple as that. If you could do everything, you would have done it. It's almost like this entrepreneurial arrogance of saying, I'm a boss. I crush things in life. I can do everything. It doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that.
0: I think it's also relevant. I think it's a very honestly, uh, it's a childish question. It's a young person's question to ask, can you do this? I think a much more mature and elevated question is to ask, should you do this? And I think that's my biggest takeaway from a lot of this. Like, no, you probably shouldn't be doing optimizations right. before you've nailed this in. And even after you've nailed all this in, like for your example, you're extremely fit, extremely healthy. Should you do it? You're saying, no, probably I shouldn't. It's not a not worth it. It's not worth the effort. I think should instead of can just usually creates better outcomes.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's a great shout. I mean, look, can you do everything in one go? Techn- Theoretically, yes. Yeah. Should you? Look, you've not done it up until now. It's, pro- it's you're going to fail a lot more times before you get it. Whereas this is a iterative, compounding process that once you're on it, you will succeed. Whereas if you try all or nothing, you don't you don't build on anything. You you go back to zero every time. So you might end up at a hundred, or you might end up more likely at zero. Whereas if you do it the right way, it will constantly build. It's like trying trying for the lottery. You might win, you might not. Yeah. Versus investing, compound interest over time, you will win regardless. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna mic drop and call it. Can call I it on can that. I ask
0: one last <laughs> question? Please. What are your thoughts on the mental fortitude or the mental makeup of people who term themselves call themselves biohackers? Like I've never met, let's say, very successful people who are also biohackers. Like, uh, let's call it David Asprey or um, what's the guy from uh from it? Marcus Aubrey. I've never met those people, but up until now, my experience with the people I've met who have been biohackers, it seems like they're just chasing something that isn't there and they seem to have a mental weakness about them that stops them from being able to take personal ownership because they're always looking for this external thing that will fix everything. And I'm wondering, in your experience, is that similar is it different? What's your viewpoint on this?
1: That's interesting. So I think that Yeah, I mean at the kind of high level, Dave Asprey, Mark Saubery, it's a marketing thing. You know, it's it's significant to their business to call themselves biohackers. I'm sure they do some of the things, but there's a significant reason for that, which kind of skews it. I think in general, as humans, one, we like to identify with tribes and Two, we like quick fixes rather than doing the hard work. And the people who I see succeed the most are the people who, you know, don't necessarily identify with, with a tribe in the health space because that's it's limiting. And um, I can't remember my second point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a good point. It's, I
0: agree with you, what you're saying. I hear you on that. Alright, should we wrap it up on this note?
1: Let's wrap it up. Interesting stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. Any questions or inputs, um hit us up. We'd love to hear it. Alright guys, see you next one. Bye. Bye bye.